Welcome to the Reverse Selling Podcast, where real estate agents, salespeople, and entrepreneurs come to learn the best tactics and strategies to grow their business. Hosted by the creator of the Reverse Selling Methodology, Brandon Morinan. All right, you guys, welcome back to the show. Today, we have two big rock stars. We got a husband-wife team going to tell their story about how they're winning at a big, big level in their real estate business. So Abe and Bethany, welcome, welcome, welcome. We're so grateful that you guys are here. Thank you so much. Thank We're so excited to be us. here. Absolutely. This will be a lot of fun. And, um, you know, I... My, it's funny, my wife, we just retired her from her 20 year career. And now her and I are working together, which Amazing. was our, yeah, it was our goal for like 20 years. Like one day we're going to work together. And the fact that you guys are working together so young in your guys' career, super, super exciting. So tell people before we jump into your story, mm-hmm. where you guys sell real estate and how long have you been in the business? We are in Minnesota. We're in the Minneapolis, St. Paul area. We've been in the business about 15 months, year and a half. Awesome. Minnesota. Minnesota, eh? Yeah. Minnesota. <laughs> yeah. Is that where you guys are both from? I'm from Wisconsin. Nice. Are you a Badger fan? Um, yeah, are you a Badger fan? <laughs> no, I went to the University of Minnesota. There you go. There you go. Is I, that where you guys met? No, 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 no. No, okay. we, we met through yeah. church. Yeah. Nice. There you go. Yeah, so I'm you've not been- really from Minnesota. I'm from Texas originally. Yeah. What part? Southernmost tip of Texas, Brownsville, Texas. Nice. Border town with Mexico. Nice, nice, nice. So, and Bethany, you've been in the business. Or did you guys get in the business at the same time or did one person get in before? Yeah, we, we got married and then we started the business right after together. Wow. So I'm very curious and so is the audience. You know, like, how does that happen? You know, like you guys meet, you start, you know, like, and you look at each other one day to say, hey, babe, why don't we both? Yeah, Being real estate agent. So, like, how did that happen? How did you guys get into the business? We do not know. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. it, Good answer. It, happened, it all happened like that. It all happened at once. We were we were dating. We were engaged at the time, and we were just kind of dreaming of like, what can we do moving forward in our marriage? We were both doing two different things. We wanted to be able to do something together, and then a broker approached me and said, "Hey, I have an awesome business opportunity for you. I think you'd be great at it." I had no idea what he was talking about. I thought it was a multi-level marketing type thing. Yep. And I was like, yeah, sure. I, I guess I'll hear you out, you know? Sure. But he's like, I'm a real estate broker. And I think you'd be an amazing realtor. And I think you and your fiance would be an amazing team together. And that's what sparked the idea. Like, okay, maybe real estate is a good option for us. Mm-hmm. So what were you guys doing before you made the decision to plunge into real estate? I was in corporate America, working in finance, doing the nine to five grind, uh, usually seven to five grind. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, and we were, that's what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And I just, we didn't want to have our lives apart nine to five every day. And usually it's even longer than that. And so that's kind of what encouraged me to to join with Abraham and to have something that I could be passionate about that I could help people and see the direct impact. And yeah. what, were you, what were you doing? Yeah, I was not in corporate America. I'm more of a renegade type of guy. So I was, I'd been a server at a restaurant for many years and I just, I got really good at marketing that restaurant. So I started a marketing agency and all of my clients were pubs, breweries, 
all of that service industry and hospitality industry. So I was running marketing campaigns on Instagram, on Facebook, managing Facebook pages. And I was doing that alongside my best friend at the time. So now, and I just learned that, like, yeah, that, like your story, because now it makes sense. Because Bethany, you've got like the corporate, the structure down. Abraham, you've got the sales and marketing thing down, and the social media. You put those things two together, and yeah. that's where I think that makes a lot of sense for you guys to be in business together. So, how do you guys structure the the business as far as like do you guys? One person focus on lead generation, the other one focus on operations, or do you go to all of the appointments together? Do you guys have your separate clients? Like, what does that look like? Yeah, it's it's really interesting. So we play on each other's strengths. Okay. So what we do in our business is we have our separate roles. We wear our separate hats. Bethany is amazing at contract servicing. I will give her a contract and she'll read every single detail. She'll have a checklist. She'll put things on the Google calendar. She knows these important dates and I forget, but I'm really good at connecting with people, getting people into the door, getting those contract signs, negotiating the contracts. So that's how we play on our strengths. So smart. And it's, it makes a lot of sense, right? So Bethany yeah. brings the structure, brings the organization to, to, the, to the business because Abe, if it was left up to you, you'd have missing signatures, missed okay. dates, missing closing dates, everything be all, that'd be, that sounds like me. That I've sounds like that. me and my I've wife. Yep. <laughs> so I'm the same way. Like, I just want to make it rain. Like, I just want to go and sell, 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 sell. But I create a huge mess for my ops team. So how do you guys manage that dynamic? Because Bethany, I know how you feel because my wife gives me the feedback all the time. She's like, you're just, you're just a disaster. You're like, the Tasmanian devil. If you guys remember that, that yeah. cartoon, because I just, I am creating all the time. I'm moving so fast. The dynamic that you guys have is similar. So Bethany, how do you deal with your husband that is probably, uh, he's very motivated. He's probably very inspirational, wants to do these big things. How do you keep it all in line? Yeah, that's a great question. <laughs> and I think it just comes down to remembering each other's value. So I remember that if, if it weren't for his creativity and his sales and his communications, then we wouldn't have anything to organize. You know, there would be nothing Boy. for me to do. So I appreciate that side of him and all of his ideas and the motivation that he brings. And then I, we tried to kind of balance it with, okay, these are the ideas. Now, can I help you create a plan? Like, can we create a plan to get these mm -hmm. things done? Like, let's actually put it on the calendar and what are we going to do to prepare and so I think it comes down to remembering each other's strengths and what we bring to the table is, um, is different and we can work together and not against each other with our different preferences, but that we actually kind of complete each other mm -hmm. as a team Absolutely. with those different strengths. Yeah, that's why I love your guys' partnership so much because Bethany, you're exactly right. You know, Abraham comes and says, hey, I got this big plan. Here's what I want to do. And then you make sure that it gets executed on, I would imagine. Is that right? Right. Yeah. That is right. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Right. Um, so let's kind of break down the business. So one thing I always, I, I always really am interested to find out is people get into our industry for many, many different reasons. You know, mm -hmm. like the industry draws people from all different backgrounds. And one of the things that is very common is that the thing that attracted people to the industry most times is not what they thought it was. Did you guys have a moment where you're like, we thought real estate was this? And then we got in and we looked at each other and we said, holy shit, what did we just do? Did you guys ever have a moment like that? 
Oh, absolutely. Yes. A ton of moments like that where we we just got into the business, we're newly licensed, and we're realizing newly married. Newly married. married. Yeah, yeah, we're spending 40 hours a week trying to create a website, you know, just uh, yeah. creative avoidance. You know, we're we're afraid. We were so afraid in the beginning to put ourselves out there and we nitpicked every single little detail. Our logo has to be perfect. Our email signature has to be perfect. I don't like you're, that. You're who I talk about all the time. Yeah, exactly. And that was like, up hundred yeah. percent. Like, Hey babe, babe, like do you touch. Do you think this is the right feeling or do you think it should be a, a velvet touch? You know, should our brand be this font or this font, right? That kind of stuff. And like you, you say all the time, the reality of the business is that we're in the business of prospecting and we just happen to have our real estate license, but we thought of it the other way. We thought yeah. we're going to be spending all of our time helping clients, showing houses, mm -hmm. listing homes, and all of our time will be spent on that. And we didn't realize that like how much time we were going to need to put into prospecting to keep our pipeline going so that we can keep helping people. Yeah. And that was, I think, the biggest shock for us is realizing we can't avoid that. We need that sales side. Mm -hmm. We need to be prospecting. We need to be finding those clients. You, I mean, you just nailed it. Like the correlation that you said about Abraham, like I would have nothing to organize if he didn't bring the business in is the same thing on how I coach an agent. You're not going to have anything to do unless you bring clients in the door, right? So it's kind of the same parallel. And so that was your guys' big aha, like it is for many. Many people think about themselves getting into this industry from the perspective of the practitioner. They think about working with clients, Bethany, as you were outlining. They don't realize, and I don't know the exact number. I would love your guys' advice. I'm going to throw out a number and say it's probably 80% lead generation, 20% actually working with clients. Would you guys, like, how do you guys see that, that correlation? I would say yes, unless we're working with difficult buyer situations, <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. more time consuming. But on, I think on average, I would agree with that for sure. Like generally speaking, for people that might watch this that are not, not in the business yet, that think they want to get into real estate, I always tell people like 80% of what you do as a real estate agent doesn't have to do actually with working with a buyer or seller. That's kind of my point. Like there could be many, many things, you know, but that's the expectation that I set for people. Like if you're going to win, like working with clients is the smallest part, like any business. Abraham, did you want to uh, add something to that? Absolutely. One thing that, I mean, our mindset is we're in the business that we eat what we kill, right? right. So we look at ourselves like hunters. And if I'm not out there looking for the prey, which in this case is prospecting, finding the client, I'm not bringing anything home to my wife. I'm not providing anything at all. I'm not giving her any work to do. And so that's when we made that realization after that creative avoidance, that's when things really started to pick up for us. Change everything, right? Like that's such a great mindset that like you're in the business of hunting, right? Mm -hmm. And so if you're not out there hunting every day, you're going out of business. So let's break down the business model. So uh, what lead sources are you guys working right now? Uh, 100% of our business this first calendar year. So we're coming on our first calendar year in the business yep. has been circle, not circle prospecting, sorry. It has been referrals and sphere yep. business. Beautiful. All right. So, so that's amazing. And I want to walk people through like what you guys are doing to work that source of business. And I love that you guys are working that source of business because the reality is most people that get into the business are afraid to work their sphere of influence. 
They don't want to be pushy. They don't want to come across like needy realtors, like that whole mindset. And, you know, the, like most people neglect that. I neglected my database for like the first five, six, seven years. I went after strangers. I was like the turn and burn sales marketing guy. Like I can go generate business from strangers all day, but like, I didn't want to call my friends, you know? And so it wasn't until later that I learned how to serve that database so can you guys kind of break down how you're working that segment of the marketplace? On Facebook, 100% on Facebook. When we first started to, when we made the commitment to work our database, we gave ourselves a challenge. And the challenge was every single day, we're going to message someone on Facebook Love just it. to see how they're doing. Start a conversation, begin to pour into those relationships again, and not be a secret agent. You know, we realize that the more people that know that we sell houses, the more houses we're going to sell. And the more relationships that we begin to cultivate, the more people are going to begin to look for us. So everybody watching, do you want to add something, Bethany? Yeah, I was just going to say that uh, since we've joined your team also, it's been super helpful for us to change our mindset that it's all about relationship building. We're not connecting with people to mm -hmm. try and earn their business. We're changing our mindset that we're connecting with them because we care about them. And if it's meant to be, then they'll choose to work with us if it's right. And so kind of getting rid of that fear of, oh, well, they're going to think I'm only talking to them because we want their yeah. business. It eliminates that because we don't, we don't ask for their business. We just care about the people and we make mm -hmm. that We've been trying to, to take that shift ever since we joined your team. And it's been huge. And it's been a huge mindset shift for us, helping us not be afraid to put ourselves out there. Yeah. I mean, really what you're talking about is the law of reciprocity, which yeah. states that you're giving not for what you're getting in return. You're giving for the sake of giving. You have a servant leadership approach that we're going to go out there and serve our people, serve our community at the high, highest level without asking for anything in, re, in return. And that is what makes, that's what helps to attract people to want to do business with you guys. Is that right? 100%. 100%. Yeah. So, so when you talk about Abraham messaging people on Facebook, everybody, when we upload this to YouTube in the comments, if I don't ask you, they're going to be like, well, what do you say? Like, what do you mean you message them on Facebook? So how are you guys approaching those conversations? Well, Facebook makes it really easy. It'll, it'll tell you whose birthday it is that day. So then you have at least four Beautiful. people right yeah. that you can message. And I personally don't like to post on their wall. I think the private message is a little bit more personal. <laughs> And it takes an extra step. So it means a little bit more to the person. But if it's someone that I went to college with or someone that I used to know from high school or they used to be a coworker of mine, I just go back and I talk about the last thing that we did together. Hey, remember when we went out that one night and this happened, that happened? I hope you've been well, man. I love it. I love it. So go ahead. Also, if we see someone got engaged or... Yeah. Uh, some other big life event, they got a dog or they're having a kid, then we'll, instead of just commenting on their posts, we'll message them, we'll congratulate them on that also, just to keep it mm -hmm. um, genuine. Yeah, I love it. And then I think this um, this other strategy I want to talk about is your your new commitment to essentially daily content, essentially documenting what you guys are doing in your business to stay top of mind for the people that you want to serve. Can you guys walk us through your approach to that and what shifted to say, wait a minute, this is like an opportunity for us and tell us what you guys are doing now. Yeah. So we've heard the, the expression document don't create 
all over the place. And when we realized that people really love the behind the scenes, you know, I remember when, you know, many, many years ago, you'd stick around after a movie and you'd watch the bloopers. And to me, that was always my favorite part of every single movie that I saw. And we decided like, hey, we're going to show people the behind the scenes of our business, right? Yeah, we sell houses, but what does that look like? What does that entail? And we realized that people just are curious. They, they love to know. And then the bonus is they get to know us as individuals a lot better by just documenting mm-hmm. what we're doing on the day-to-day basis and not just a, you know, the casual post, like another listing, another right. closed, another one that gets boring really quick. Yeah. Now people can start to like you, you're humanizing yourself with, with the people in your community and you're making it easier for people to build a relationship with you, which then you become more approachable and it's easier for them to reach out and send you a message to say, Hey, I love what you guys are doing. We're thinking about selling your house in spring. Like that is the best message to get ever. So, so all of your business is coming through this channel. Are you guys from a, really it's what you're talking about is like a content strategy what else are you guys doing or are you doing anything else to drive new business right now? Well, we are also, uh, we'll post personal content as well, just to keep that top of mind. Like you said, you say this all the time, you're trying to win the top of mind mm-hmm. game. And so we want people to trust us and to know that we're not just all business. You know, we are we have this personal side to us too. So in that sense, we're, we're kind of mixing business and personal on our social media. Uh, we also do an email newsletter. And we send that out once a month. And sometimes it's recycled content from posts we've made. And Absolutely. And so we'll send that out yeah. as well. And so that email is going out to the entire database, right? So current clients, past clients, centers of influence, friends, family. Um, how, how many people are in the database right now? Total contacts. Right now we're sending our email to 150. Beautiful. It's amazing. And that's building every day, right? Like you're adding people, Abe, you're out there meeting people saying, Bethany, add these people, add these people, add these people. Um, One of the things, well, before I ask that, so give people context of like, what did this year look like from a production standpoint for you guys for your first calendar year in in real estate? So first calendar year, we, our goal was to hit hundred thousand GCI going into the year. That was, that was the goal. hundred thousand GCI we hit it, which we were super excited and 100%. Yeah. Yeah. After broker, yeah. 100% of, of all of that income was coming from referrals from the sphere of influence. We probably closed. So we had 5.2 million in sales. Which, Watch, did everybody hear that? Look at Bethany's got all the numbers. Abraham's like, dude, I have no idea. Let me ask my wife. She's, she's the CFO. Lives on that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. it. Like that. So actually you go ahead and share. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's smart, Abraham. Smart. <laughs> sales production was 5.2 million and that's 20 clients served with an average sales price of 350,000. That is phenomenal. I mean, you guys should be so proud. And so are you, I mean, there's a lot of work that I want to help you guys with in 2022. Like, do you guys have a life after closing strategy of like what happens when you sell a house? And have you guys thought about like, okay, now we sold them a house to me, let me put something in, in perspective for maybe you guys already think this way, but for the audience, I always tell myself when I sell a house, that's the beginning, not the end. That's do you guys feel that same way? And if so, do you guys have a plan? We call it our life after closing, which opens the door for the relationship. It's the start. How do you guys feel about that? 
I think that's brilliant. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We've we've recently been trying to build on that. And something we did was we wrote the Thanksgiving cards. Um, so we wrote just mm-hmm. messages out to our past clients and our top 100, you know, our closest friends and family, thanking them for making this year great. Not even talking about business. Yeah. And um, we've also been sending out annual um, like anniversaries from when they bought their house saying a year Love ago. It on your home you know we remember this this and this and mm-hmm. we hope you've been enjoying it you know we're here if you need anything that kind of thing phenomenal i would have so i wasn't going to do any coaching but I'll, I'll add a couple things i would love to see you guys every time you sell a house that that person gets the annual cma as a part of your annual client appreciation strategy so that you're putting them part of your database treating that business um, showing them how much you care that every year you're showing them the value of their home, whether that be up or down. Um, and in addition to that, from a content perspective, I sent Abraham, I sent you a message a couple, I don't know, a couple weeks ago. Um, I said, were you, did you used to be a speaker or something like you're so well articulated? What I would love to see from you guys in 2022 is for you guys to launch your show. And what I mean by that on Facebook, right? And it's totally branded. And it's the same day every week. It's both of you guys host it. And you guys are interviewing local business owners, local influencers um, about the community. I would love to see you guys put that into the content strategy. Have you guys talked about that at all? Yeah, we've definitely talked about that. We want to get back into making these high production videos do the show kind of be take ourselves a little bit more serious we post a lot of content on our facebook a lot of video and it's really easy it's just the phone just straight to the head right yeah. and 30 seconds pump that out post it but we do want to elevate that production quality and do want to incorporate the weekly show or maybe the monthly market update with a show Yes. I mean, you guys have such an opportunity to do that because of how you're building your business through through content. Like that's the next evolution to up the content game. So so you can really start to build some like some local uh market authority in the space because you guys are doing a good job staying top of mind. Now I think it's time to position you guys as the real experts. And I think a show could really do that for you guys. Yeah, yeah. I agree. So what's the goal for 2022? We're doubling everything. Goal for 2022, everything is being doubled. Plus, we're also adding a new lead source. Now we've started to do the outbound sales calls. After that summit, we're like, hey, we're totally, we've crushed our goals, but we're sleeping on this entire segment that we're going to be amazing at. We know we're going to be so good at. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're on Vulcan 7 now. We're making those calls. We're trying to master those skills so that in 2022, it's we can, you know, pick and choose. All right, where's our next client going to come from? Exactly. Today, am I going to make the calls today? I can just pick. All right, we're going this route today, that route today, doing both. Are you guys both in sales or Abraham, you focusing on the prospecting right now? Right now I'm focusing on the prospecting. So, so man, you are going to be so good at it. And I'm telling you that, like, if you can implement not just the calls, but some video texts with you and, and Bethany, like using content, and then direct sales mm-hmm. and putting both of those together. Imagine this world for a second. Instead of calling it for sale by owner or an expired or an absentee owner, you send them a message on Facebook, which has all of your content with a video message with both of you 
right? Yep. It could just be completely different. <laughs> gotta, that, gotta include this pretty face right there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it'd be better if she's on it and you're off. That's a good point. But yeah, it's a good point. Background. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But the, these are all the things that you guys have to look forward to. My last question for you guys is for the new agent who's watching this and really inspired, they want to get into the business in 2022, or an agent that's been in the business that's not happy with their results, they're not getting the results that you guys are getting. What's maybe one or two pieces of advice, maybe one from each of you that you wish you knew before you guys got into business? Abe, let's start with you. Oh, starting with me. Okay. One, one piece of advice that I wish I knew starting into it is do not be a secret agent. Absolutely not. You didn't go through that whole process of getting licensed. You didn't pay your MLS dues to tell no one about the fact that you're in real estate. One thing that I've said it before is the more people that know we sell houses, the more houses we're going to sell. It seems like a really simple concept, but we, more and more people are going to begin to come to you. Right. Yeah. And I just want to add to that. Yeah. Real quick. I just want to add to that because it's so true. I think people automatically feel like, okay, I got my real estate license. Everyone's going to reach out to me. It doesn't work that way, does it? Like you have to do something to get people to reach out to you. And so that's great advice. Bethany, what, what's one piece of advice you would give? Yeah, I think um, definitely focus on the work, not the outcome. Because mm. if you do the work, the outcome will come. And then at the end of the day, you'll have that peace of mind that you did what you could. And for me, I, the thing I missed the most from my corporate job was that structure, knowing that at the end of the day, I'd done what I need to do. And so having those goals, having the things you need to get done that day and just putting in the work, then you can have that peace mm-hmm. of mind that the, the results are going to come from that. I love it. I love it. And I, you're right. I mean, I wish more people would bring a structure to this industry. Like, could you imagine like if, if realtors had structure, like we'd be so much more successful. So listen, it's uh, we're, we're recording this uh, Thanksgiving Eve. And so I just want to show, I just want to tell you guys how thankful I am to be part of this journey, be by your guys' side as you guys are building this career, because you guys are now pouring back into the, to this community. So thank you guys so much for doing this today. Thank you, Brandon. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you. we really, really appreciate your coaching. Honestly, it kind of gave us so much hope and took us out of a dark place where we were waiting for people to contact us and gave us this feeling of power and control and confidence in our mm-hmm. business again and in ourselves and a new hope to, to move forward and to change things in our business. And especially after the conference, we're going into 2022 on fire. To the moon. I love it. And I can tell, I can feel it, you know, I can feel it. And you guys have, I, I wish sometimes you can see yourself from outside of yourself. And I can, as your coach, like the potential that both of you have to build like a world-class business and dominate that city and that market that you guys are in and, and, and where you guys live. You just got to keep plugging away, just like you guys were saying. And five years from now, we can look back on this interview and say, remember when we were selling $5 million and now we're doing $50 million? Yeah. This is all possible for both of you. So That's thank you guys so much. Have a great Thanksgiving. And uh, I'm sure we'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> See you guys. For more tips and advice on how you can grow your business, be sure to follow Brandon on YouTube and Instagram at Brandon Mulrennan.